Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the podcast, we are speaking about beauty pageants. That's right, we're speaking about beauty pageants. I have someone here in studio with me who's going to be sharing about her experience in that world of beauty pageants, but ironically also engineering. And we're not talking about the engineering of beauty. No, we're talking about beauty pageants and the field of engineering. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Let's Connect. You know, one of my favorite authors, Don Miguel Ruiz, wrote a book called The Mastery of Love, and it was one of the most inspiring books I've ever read, to be honest. I was reading it at a time when I was really feeling insecure and questioning um, who I was. I had just gotten out of a, a relationship that went the wrong way and just really, really down, and this book was one of those books that transform my life. And in the book, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about uh, the magical kitchen. He says, imagine if you had a magical kitchen in your life, meaning you could cook any kind of food you want. You could have all your friends over as well and feed them. And you wouldn't even have to cook it if you don't like cooking. It's just, it's just always there in this magical kitchen. And then one day you're in your kitchen enjoying the food. And all of a sudden you get a knock at the door and you go to the door and there's this pizza person and the pizza person is holding this mouth-watering pizza and they say, I'll give you this pizza on one condition that you'd be my slave for the rest of your life. And in the book, Don says, would you take the pizza? Well, of course you wouldn't take the pizza because you've got a, a mouth-watering pizza already in your magical kitchen. But he says, imagine it the opposite way. You've got a, you don't have a magical kitchen. You're starving. Um, you're completely alone and you're really hungry and you get a knock at the door and there's a pizza person at the door with a mouth-watering pizza. Would you take the pizza? And he goes on to explain in his book that so many of us are living this way. We're looking outside of us for the answers. We're looking outside of us for the approval, for the love, for the recognition. And um, that was just a really, really pivotal moment when I read that and realized, wow, I've been spending a lot of my time looking outward instead of looking inward at my own beauty and my own self-love and acceptance. Today on the podcast, we're going to be speaking deeply about this. Uh, I've got a, a dear friend of mine, Courtney Maddox, is going to be on the show. She has spent a lot of her life um, in the world of pageants, beauty pageants, and at the same time, really feeling um, the authentic call to move into engineering. She just recently graduated from mechanical engineering. Um, she now works for a manufacturing engineering company full-time. But she also is the winner of Miss Manitoba World and Miss Teen Manitoba World. And she's on her way to competing at the Miss World Canada competition in the next little bit. And um, with all that being said, you know, just notice as I'm speaking about beauty pageants, if any of your flags, inner flags start waving going, why would you have somebody on speaking about beauty pageants? Like, isn't that totally weird? And what are you talking about? And all the judgments that can go with it. Well, to be honest with you, I think there's going to be a lot to learn in this, this conversation today because I think there's more than uh, meets the eye, meaning a picture uh, paints a thousand words, but you can't judge a book by its cover. And um, Courtney is going to share, I think, a lot of insight here. I know Courtney is somebody who's truly living authentically, uh, living her true north, so to speak, not just because she's from Winnipeg, but because she's really, really living from a place of authenticity. But it hasn't always been that way. And she's going to share her journey about how she got to where she is and following her passion. So uh, without further ado, I'm really excited to share with you this conversation I had with Courtney Maddock. I'm really excited for this conversation with you, Courtney. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks for being here with me. I, uh, I'm i just so intrigued by everything that you're up to these days. Yeah, it's been pretty busy, pretty hectic time frame. <laughs> yeah, wow. Like I was just saying in the intro, you've... Um, You've competed and won Miss Manitoba World and Miss Teen Manitoba World. Yes, in, yes, I have. <laughs> in beauty pageants? Beauty pageants, yeah. So I won the teen pageant in 2012. Okay. It was my first year university, super out there, random. And then I went on and won Miss Manitoba World in 2017. Wow. Yeah. What was that like? They were... You hear all these stereotypes about pageants, about pageantry, and 
it's nothing like that. The people you meet are amazing. You're asked to go out into your community and make a difference. Uh You're asked to have a platform and support it and talk about it. And you get to wear a crown and sash and like little kids think you're princesses and it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine. I I actually think I remember seeing you wear one of those princess, (laughs) they call them tiaras, is that right? Yes. Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It actually hurts your head after a while. You get like an indent. Oh, really? They're heavy. Life of a princess. I know, it's tough. (laughs) That's funny. Wow. Well, I'm just really glad you're here. And I want to go all the way back before we get into what you're currently up to. Just take me all the way back to um, how you, like, I know you're doing that and you're also in engineering. You've just graduated from mechanical engineering. I have. Congratulations on (laughs) that. Thank you. Long time. (laughs) And one thing I I know about you is you live uh, a life that seems to be living sort of from a place of truth, of authenticity, of really living courageously and pushing up, especially against a lot of barriers when we talk about gender inequalities and whatnot. Um, But take me all the way back. Like, when did all of this kind of start for you? So I'd have to say it probably started in high school, like middle school-ish. Honestly, even like elementary school, I would read when everyone else would be playing games or playing something. So I was always kind of in my own little world, I like doing things. Reading wasn't popular, so I wasn't the popular kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I love it. And to this day, I always have books on me. I'm always reading. I'm always reading multiple books. Um, so that kind of kept going. But then once I got into high school, I really started to find my own interests and my own passions. And I love science and math. It Math especially was, it just, it made sense to me. I could see it. It was so cool to me. Mm. It was either like right or wrong, yes or no. Um, Science was cool because I could really see the practicality of it. And those just kind of kept going. Again, liking science and math wasn't cool. But I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I have like my close group of friends. I don't need to be the most popular person in school. I knew a lot of people, but that was kind of beside it. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when I was trying to decide what to go into, my mom wanted me to go into medicine. I'm not good with needles whatsoever. I'm terrified of them. So I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, really, mom, you, you think I'll be good with this? Like, no. <laughs> um, so then talking to some counselors, got in, heard about engineering. So I went into like a women is for, or uh, engineering is for girls, like event in grade 11, grade 12. And it was so cool. I got to meet some of the like profs there. I got to meet other girls who were considering going into it. So I applied for direct entry. Um, I got accepted before I was like officially graduated, just dependent on my final courses. Wow. Got directly into the faculty. So it was an 80% average between uh, pre-cal and then physics and chemistry. And again, I loved the sciences. I loved math. It was so cool. (sighs) Um, Got into it. University in high school is very different in the sense that you aren't, always um like told what to do so you'll you'll get a set of assignments and you'll be like okay these are due every second monday right but the profs won't always remind you about it so you have to remind yourself yeah or you won't have homework that's due the next day right. you have these assignments or you just have tests uh one of my courses i had we had three exams our final exam was 60 percent, and our other two midterms were 20 percent each that was our entire mark wow like it was crazy and such a difference of high school right yeah um so it was tough it engineering was really hard for me just some other things came up um I was diagnosed with depression anxiety throughout it Mm -hmm. but I really liked it and I liked the problem solving way of it yeah so some of the courses that I've taken really kind of emphasize that and emphasize that logic and that thought process and those were the courses that I loved, that I did really well in. And I'm lucky enough, to, that's what I'm working as right now. Wow. I'm using that logic. I'm using that problem solving. And I love it. Like I go into work every day and it's so cool. Like I'm seeing the things that I can do to help people on the floor and to help them make their jobs easier or do something faster or safer. And it's so cool. <laughs> wow. You know, and hearing you speak about it, like it sounds like a lot of logic and a lot of problem yeah. solving. Um, what is it about that that you love the most? Like what, what is it that you love about it? 
Um, that's a really good question. Um, I think I like the fact that there's always a way to get there. There's always a way to get to an answer and it might not be the best answer, but it could be the best answer right now. You can always change that and you can always keep doing iterations and keep going through it. But it makes sense to me, like the way, you know, those, um, mazes that you used to draw and like follow through and there'd be a whole bunch of dead ends. Yeah. It's kind of like that is that you could always follow find a way and maybe there are multiple ways to get to the end but one of them is going to be the shortest or the fastest and that's what you always try to look for oh interesting as you're saying that i'm curious for you what are some of the problems that you've had to solve in your life or work towards answers Hmm. towards um so i was able to use some of this logic in actually pageantry yeah which is cool um so i got into pageantry it was my first year of university my teammates were three hours late to a meeting why i waited i don't know teammates like at school at school we had a group project together okay and i yeah i waited for a long time and found this pageant and started like looking into it how did you find it i was on facebook oh really and i actually like i saw the ad for it and i started laughing i'm like we have pageants in canada what is this like this is ridiculous yeah and so your first impression of pageants was kind of like was it negative it wasn't negative it was just more i had all the stereotypes and the like labels from before and what what was your stereotype not, not good right like tallers and tiaras and right. very vain and all about beauty and that's it yeah. that was my well okay like what is this what what are we doing like what is this right um so then i started doing more research and funny enough the previous winner so this was the teen pageant mm-hmm. um and the previous winner was in engineering got high marks in school, like in high school. Um, She loved volunteering and it was all these things. I'm like, hey, wait, it's not just about beauty. Like she was gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but like there's so much more to it than that. Wow. And I like immediately sent it off to my mom and we started chatting about it. And yeah, a couple weeks later, I entered my first pageant and ended up winning. Wow. Is that ever like uh, ironic yeah. and unexpected yeah. going from a place of like, what is this yep. to <clears throat> signing up and actually... Yeah. Like so being in it and winning it. Exactly. So I was able to take like some of the logic and kind of that thought process into, okay, how am I going to apply for um, sponsorships? How I'm going to write letters to go talk to people to volunteer at different events? How can I get involved with things in my community? Yeah. So it was really all of these pieces that pageantry and engineering don't seem like they have a lot in common, but I was able to take pieces of kind of both and merge them together. That's amazing, actually, yeah. to, to see that link between those two. It seems like completely Complete different opposite. sides of the range yep. coming together. Yeah. Incredible. So if you if we talk a little bit more about your experience as a uh, as a winner in the pageants yes. and whatnot, like just take me through what it's like to actually, I mean, sign up, which I think takes a lot of guts. Yep. The only thing I can relate to here is I, I signed up for Canadian Idol back in the day mm-hmm. and I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what am I doing with myself here? This is a competition to sing. Yours mm-hmm. was based, I guess, or at least that, you know, the stereotype mm-hmm. is based on beauty. Yes. It's very much based on beauty and outer beauty at that. Yeah. Um, at least that's the impression that I had. And yes, that is a component of it. But at the same point, the way that I look at it is that everyone's beautiful, especially if you get them talking about what they're passionate about. Yeah. And um, that's one reason that the pageant that I'm in, that I will be competing in in a week, is their motto is beauty with a purpose. So it's taking that beauty. Sure, everyone's beautiful, but now what are you going to use it for? Right. You have the crown, you get the attention. Now what cause or what are you going to raise awareness for? Right. So it's really kind of tying those two together. With some meaning. Exactly. Yeah. So go back to, okay, so you're signing up for So signing up for the teen pageant, the very first one. um, I was actually, so we needed to do like a video interview with the director to even be qualified for the provincial pageant, like even to attempt to go in. So I'm like, okay, oh dear, what is this? Like, what did I sign up for? What is she going to ask me about? What am I going to talk about? I spent so long like preparing answers and going, getting on interview questions and all this stuff. Was there any part of you that was like, um, thinking about it on a physical level too, about like just appearance? Yeah, totally. Um, I remember I had spent 
So this was my first year of university. So it's about seven years ago, give or take. Um, I was terrified. Uh-huh. Um, I remember I took so long to like do my hair and like make sure like I looked okay and I looked the part and that it wasn't uh, like that they didn't immediately think like, no, she doesn't have anything to do with this. Like we don't want her. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was that fear. And then even reading some of the questions that they wanted you to answer, like what awards and medals did you have? How, what were you involved with in school? Um, what were you pursuing? What was your like career aspirations? These things were easy for me to answer. So it's that kind of gave me that confidence of, okay, this isn't just about what I look like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of could see both sides of it. Right. I was so scared. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. That's, it feels like a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like every, every part of yeah. your being sounds like it's being, it's going to be evaluated. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How terrifying to yeah. put yourself out there like that. Um, it was, mm-hmm. um, but then Michelle was amazing. She was super chill about it. Um, she wasn't wearing any makeup. Who's Her, Michelle? She's the director. Oh, so she she's the director. who I had the, um, interview with this initial Skype interview. Okay. Got it. And yeah, just, to be able to sit down and chat and it was over Skype. Yeah. A couple of days later. Um, actually I remember this. So I had my interview on the Saturday night, Saturday evening. And she said I was supposed to find out about it. I think it was Monday. I'm like, okay. So I waited till like Monday evening and I checked my email and I didn't get anything. I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. I didn't make it. Okay. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. I'll just keep you know, doing what I do and volunteer and maybe I'll do it next year. Yeah. So I checked my email on Wednesday and I ended up getting the email on Tuesday. So I had like, I did make it and it was just a delay. Wow. Um, that weekend was the pageant. That's how close quick this happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> you didn't really have time to even no. process this. Just boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then the provincial pageant, it was a two day, um, event. So we got there like first thing Saturday morning, um, we learned interview techniques. We learned how to walk in heels and not even walk in heels, but even like we have two different walks. We have a swimsuit and then, um, like an evening gown walk. Okay. One's a lot bouncier and you want to have fun with it. And then the evening gown is very graceful and elegant. So you need to know how to walk in those separately. Um, yeah, so we did that. And then we had lunch and more practice and then went home oh we have also had to learn a dance and I don't dance so that was fun <laughs> it was great <laughs> all your edges getting pushed yep yep so I'm just curious yep. so you you get to the place where you're prepared yep. and then an audience comes in and watches yes. you is that right so then the next day on the Sunday we had hair and makeup come in we had our interview done with the panel of judges and Whoa. then we were um then the final show was we had an, our opening number dance. We introduced ourselves and then, um, it was a swimsuit competition, a fit evening gown competition. And then we got to talk about what our platform was at the time. Mm. Um, the platform wasn't, a that part wasn't, um, scored on, yeah. but it was to get a sense of really taking that. And it really gave you a kind of hint of what, being a title holder would be like you're going to be asked to go out into the community and talk about your platforms and be passionate about it and get other people to care about something that maybe they don't. What was your initial platform? Um, when I did the teen one, it was, uh, awareness for the environment. Wow. Cause and I was in engineering yeah, and, um, I really liked the idea of working with green energy. Um, yeah. So it was always something I had, uh, founded an eco club, um, at my high school and that was actually my project from alive. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Just to preface that for the listeners, alive is a program actually yes. where Courtney and I met, uh, way back in the day, a leadership program. Yeah. And yeah. Amazing. So, so yeah. that had an impact like on all you. of these like little things, um, tie wow. together. And yeah, so I had done, it was raising awareness for the environment and, I was super passionate about it. I got to involve in a bunch of different like events in the community and I got to do a bunch of stuff. And yeah, I think I had about two or three months before nationals. And I think I went to about 20 to 30 events in that time frame. Like it was crazy. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. And like, what's it like after you win a pageant and you're out there doing all of that work? So for me, it was 
I never forgot. So I was going to go compete at nationals now. So mm. I was preparing for the national competition, Miss World Ca- or Miss Teen Canada. And it was really a lot of what am I doing? What's going on? Now it's the teen pageant or the provincial pageant, but an entire week now. Whoa. So not just Similar, the two days. Yeah, even yeah, more just intense. More. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. Like I got to do a ton in that those two months. Um, but hit when July hit, I was a summer camp counselor. So I didn't have my full days anymore. Um, so I was, I'd be doing that and then I'd go be going from work straight into another event or I'd be practicing or I'd be handing out flyers for sponsorships or it almost reminds me of like running for a campaign yes. for office or something. <laughs> yes. Like trying to, yeah. Promote yourself yep. on so many levels. <clears throat> and it's, more than just a job interview because when you do a job interview a lot of it is about what you know and this is a lot about who you are right so it's a different type of um i don't want to call it judgment but that yeah i'd like to talk a bit about that actually because i mean i think that's a big deal and and i understand i mean i haven't mentioned this yet but you're you're actually on your way to another competition i am i'm so excited (laughs) what is the competition so i am competing next week um, so I leave on Saturday and it starts on Sunday and it's for Miss World Canada. Wow. So the winner of that will go on to compete at Miss World. So it's held in London this year. So this fall. Um, As in London, England. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so it's, there's over, I think last year there was 118 countries that had delegates come. Wow. It's, their motto is beauty with a purpose. It's the oldest pageant around and yeah, I absolutely love their platform. It's beauty with a purpose and it means so much to me. And it's the reason that I chose to do this pageant versus some of the other ones that are around. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So if you win <clears throat> this event yes. coming up, then you go to London yep. to compete to be like the world version of <laughs> yeah. this. Oh my gosh, that's yep. amazing. So, so it goes so- from like province and then national and then international and around everything. Right. Right. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So, so back to my original yes. question about this, so we're talking about like platform and judgment. And I believe that you were mentioning that the platform, your, well, tell us a little bit about your current platform. So my current platform is all about breaking stereotypes. Right. And my kind of lead into that is I founded an online community called refractions of a reality. And I chose this name because I really want to show the different refractions, the different sides of myself in a way that's real and authentic. And that's really me. Um, With everything that I've gone through, with the different uh, stereotypes that I've been put in, with the different labels that I've had put on me, nobody fully understands who I am. I may have all of these labels, but not one of them defines who me. And I think this is so true with so many other people. So I started this community. So I share different parts of myself in ways that someone maybe doesn't know about me. And um, my, my kind of thought of all of this was if you take a diamond and if you shine a light on it, you'll, you can see the reflections, the refractions of, that, of those sides everywhere. Now, if you turn that diamond, you'll see another side of it. We're like that. We don't always show ourselves, but with different friends or different people or in your work or at school, you might be someone different than you are when you're at home by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's acknowledging that and being okay with who you are. Mm. So when I was in university, um, I called it, I was putting on a mask. Um, I was really happy all the time. I am usually happy, but this was to the very large extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I like almost over happy. Yes. Very like, much. So like, yeah, is that okay. I was putting on a mask to be happy so that no one would ask me what was wrong. So no one would ask me too many questions. Oh yeah. I think that's very <clears throat> common that people, it is. We, we all seem to do that in yep. certain areas of our life. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's really about being, I, I wasn't being myself. That was a big part of that. Did you know it at the time? Um, I started to, once I got farther into university, I did, I think at the time when I first, I don't know when I first put on that mask, Yeah, that part has been kind of faded with it, with time, but that's a big part of the journey that I went through with university. 
is that I first wanted to kind of distance myself from some of the people I went to school with um, just because I wanted to make my own name for myself and not just, oh, they went to school together. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I made some awesome friends, but then I stopped wanting to go out. I'm not someone to go out very often. I'm not someone to be like being around a lot of people. So that's, I'd put on this mask so that I could do that. Uh. But I noticed it when I started getting, needing more and more time to like regenerate myself and refresh. I was like, why am I doing this? This is weird. So it was 2014, um, the winter of that, I failed two exams. And like, not like a 48% fail, it was like a 20% fail. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible. It was the worst I've ever felt. I didn't understand what was wrong. I was getting like high 90s all throughout high school. And in math, it was a math course that I failed. And I what's going on? I lost my drive to study. I lost my drive to do any of this and to even try. So I had the balance of what I found out later was both depression and anxiety. I was scared to study for the sake that if I did study and gave it my all and I still failed, I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And then the anxiety came that I wasn't studying and that I'm not going to do well. So it was this, they kept feeding off of each other So I ended up taking a term off school, um, went to counseling, um, was the best decision I've made. We adopted our dog. He was awesome for me. Um, there'd be days where I would be in bed and I like couldn't move and just felt like I was under a tidal wave. Like I didn't know which way I was up. My dog would come into the room and he'd just stare at me or like put his nose on like my Mm. arm and my, my goal for the day or my accomplishment for the day was to go outside wow that was that was it so then I went back to school that fall it was tough um it took me a bit longer to graduate um but that's why graduating right now means so much to me yeah I could hear that in your voice when you renamed that yeah so like I got my iron ring last November and the iron ring is a symbol of Canadian engineers or engineers who studied in Canada And it really is just a reminder that any documents we sign, if we sign off anything as an engineer, that we have that vow that nothing we do will harm someone else. Mm -hmm. So getting my iron ring was probably the proudest moment I've ever been. Um, My manager at work was the one to give me it. And yeah, like, I'm so excited. Like every day I put it on, it's like a physical reminder of, not only that I graduated, but also the determination and resilience that it took to get me through my degree. Yeah. Just, and I want to go all the way back in a moment to the retraction piece, but just to go from not being able to get out of bed or your accomplishment is to just get outside complete depression to graduating engineering. Like how did that happen? How did you make that resilient step to what, like, how did that happen? Um, so I went to counseling. Um, there would be days that that was my, that was my kind of goal is that at that point I was about halfway through my degree and I didn't know if I would finish. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it was hard. Yes. The courses were hard, but it was that I had this other voice inside me saying I couldn't do it. Yeah. That's what was tough for me. Um, yes, the courses were hard. Yes. It was a lot of studying, but that's, that wasn't my challenge. Mm -hmm. So there'd be days that this counseling was really what saved me. It was once a week that I had to go on campus to do this. And some days were not good. Um, But because some of those, so when I did fail those exams and I went into, I'd like go hide, but I took some of the, like a washroom in engineering. That was my like hidden, I don't know, like safety almost. Hmm. But because I had associated that to it, I couldn't go into those rooms. It got to a point where I couldn't, I'd be holding the handle of the engineering building and I couldn't physically open the door. It felt like there was a wall. I would like try holding it and I'd be standing there staring at the door and I couldn't. So I'd let it go and I'd walk around. I'd walk all the way around to go into a different door. So it would be very small things that I started with. Um, I started 
I really like ice caps. So we have, there's a Tim's in engineering. And so. in, anyone in the U.S., Tim Hortons coffee <laughs> ice Sorry. caps. It's a <laughs> yes. wonderful coffee drink for the coffee drinker. <laughs> they are great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not Frozen a paid advertisement great. either, I should say. <laughs> yes. No, I wish. <laughs> um, so I would go grab one of these drinks and then leave the building. That was, that was what I did. Mm. So it was something that was small enough that I could do. I was really excited to get the drink. And then that was all I had to do. So these little things over time. Like little triggers. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, It was more to walk through the building. So I try to do that um, to get to the bus. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had a meeting, I try to get people to walk with me through the building just so I could get kind of re-familiar with it. And then I started like walking along some of the corridors, some of the hallways and really kind of accepting that like facing my fears and facing those, what I was fighting before. Right. Yeah. So one step at a time. Exactly. And there were days that it was literally a step. It was, I walked to the base of the stairs and then I walked out. Wow. I walked up the stairs and then I walked out. So it was a lot. Yeah. Thinking back to those days is very powerful, powerful in the sense that I got through that. And mm-hmm. if that's what I got through, I can get through anything. Mm-hmm. So, wow. so just back to the original piece of how we got to this, we, <laughs> you were talking about this group that you started <clears throat> Yes. and ex- this a group about, re- name it again, retraction, refractions, refractions. Yes. I'm, I'm not it's okay. T- is this an engineering term? <laughs> so refractions <laughs> is the technical term of a diamond of the light that shines from a diamond. Okay. That yes. makes sense. Refractions. Yeah. Got it. So I really wanted something. When I was coming up with this, I was going back and forth between so many different names, like Diamond in the Rough and My Reality and Diamonds in Reality and all of these things. I was trying to figure it out. And I got to Refractions of a Reality, first because its acronym is ROAR, so I can say, let me hear your ROAR. Oh, wow. And that's my kind of tagline that I've started with it. Um, But then Refractions is that reflection of a diamond. So a diamond has multiple, um, it has the like reflection on the outside and then as well on the inside. Mm. And that's what I really wanted to show is that if you shine a light on a diamond, it reflects. That's like us. If we're in certain people, we're around certain people, we reflect, we act in a certain way. Mm -hmm. But I'll put you in a different position. If you are comfortable and confident in who you are, you won't change. Some people do. I did. That was what I did. And mm-hmm. I've get, I'm have get i getting a lot better right now at knowing who I am, knowing when I need that quiet time to myself. But also to be able to say that, hey, this is me. And this is me regardless of if I'm in work boots and a hard hat at work or if I'm in heels and a crown. You're a doing, beauty badge. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's like really about finding who you truly are. And, and yeah, and, and com- showing that wow. authentically. Right. And that's a big part of, and going kind of jumping to the pageant now is that's my goal for this. This platform. Is this platform is to be the authentic me, whatever that means. If that means that I'm upset, I'm going to share that. If I'm not having a good day, I'm going to share that. If I'm sore, I'm going to share that. Mm. But if I'm having an awesome day, I want to share that too. So as you're speaking about this, I'm thinking about the movie Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Have you seen this movie? Parts of it. At the end of the movie, yep. uh, <laughs> this grandpa's trained his granddaughter and she's going into a beauty pageant, but she's like totally like none of the other girls. Like she is like a total rebel, meaning like she, she went up there and she did this like crazy dance and it was like, oh my goodness, yeah. uh, do you remember this movie? Yes, yes, yes. I just, I'm having this flashback <laughs> of that movie right now as you're saying this, because it almost sounds like your platform is in, in some ways like totally um not trying to be that like beauty pageant winner it's like authenticity it's like just being you yeah and that's where one of the stereotypes (laughs) of pageants too is it's about being vain and that beauty is everything and very superficial yeah and that's what i'm trying to show is that i for me it's not for a lot of the girls that i've met throughout pageantry over the last how many years it's not. They are truly themselves. Maybe they're growing into themselves. Sure. Mm-hmm. We all are still. We but all are. But to really 
accept that and to accept that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't need to know everything right away, but to own up to it. Right. And to own up to who you are. Like, I don't like it when you did that, or I really liked it when this happened. Right. And to really be frank about it and be just happy. Hmm. So how does this group work that you're starting? Yeah. So I, so it's, I started on Instagram. I am getting a Facebook page together and eventually a website. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so right now I am taking any stories that someone has in how they are breaking stereotypes, mm. how they are being authentically themselves in a way that maybe their passions isn't what someone else thought maybe something about them physically isn't like lead someone down a different path mm -hmm. so for example um i have there's a few engineers who have submitted their own stories like females in engineering um one of them has um, a few kids so it's going through engineering while having children oh, so wow. she talks a little bit about that i have another one um another friend and she's actually from Winnipeg. Um, she is blonde and she was always told about, um, how blondes are dumb, that stereotype. Mm. She went through a lot of her life believing that. So then when she was trying to decide what to do afterwards, it was hard for her to pick that. So all of these things that I don't even know how many people I've asked and who've shared stories with me, but it's a really a sense of, I want to know, what challenge did you encounter with your stereotype or with a label that someone else put on you? Mm -hmm. And then how did you get through it or how are you getting through it? You don't uh, have to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make a community and an area where you can be okay to share who you are, whatever that looks like. So are people doing <clears throat> posts? Yeah. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Okay. So, and then they'll like DM me, send me a message and tell me their story. There's an email address. There's all of that. Um, so when you hear their story, then what? Um, then I'll post it. I'll post it with a picture of them. I'm doing what's called a puzzle feed. So it's a bunch of pictures are linked together with quotes in between. And it looks super cool. It takes so much time. But <laughs> the, the like aesthetics of it are really cool. Yeah. Um, and the whole, when I really started this, was the very first picture I posted of myself is it's me with kind of two heads. One is my pageants, my pageant crown, and the other one's a hard hat and safety glasses. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. it's such a cool mix of the two sides of me. Right. And it's not something that people see all the time because there were days that I was at school and I was at engineering and someone like, hey, what's your plans for the weekend? And yeah. a bunch of people would be like working on like the SAE um, so like different school teams that we have. So working on cars or planes or doing stuff to their house or having fun with friends and <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to this event or, hey, I have a photo shoot. Yeah. Like what? Right. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? I have a photo shoot or I'm volunteering at this event. I'm, And then same thing when I went into the pageants, we started talking about what we were like what we were pursuing, what our career was, if we had an ideas for that. Mm. And I remember it a lot, especially with the teen pageant. Um, and people were asking like, oh, what are you going into school for? Oh, I'm in engineering. Mm. Huh? Mm. What do you mean? What do, what do you mean? What do I mean? Again, I'm in engineering. I really like science. I really like math. I like that problem solving aspect. Right. It's just so interesting, right? That people <laughs> tend to look at and make judgment before really knowing somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, as we're talking about this, I, I just can't help but go into the conversation of beauty. I mean, you're in a beauty pageant. You're, mm -hmm. you're all about this. We're in a strange time I find around this. I mean, it's just, um, I, you know, another image that's coming to me as we're talking is like, do you ever see women that go into these beauty pageants that would be considered or judged as not beautiful? Meaning like, I don't know, maybe obese or like not proper skin. Like what, how, how do, do you ever see any of that? Yep. You do. Yep. And like, what's your take on that? I mean, it's the, the society so quick to judge what's beautiful. Absolutely. Like what is beauty? Is, you know, that's, and that's the biggest question. That's why this beauty with a purpose motto really means a lot to me is because yeah. 
no matter what you look like, no matter what your skin is like, no matter if you have acne or if you have extra skin hanging out, like anything like that, if it's, it's a matter of what are you passionate about it? And it's sometimes hard, but you sometimes need to look past the surface and look into what someone is. Yeah. Um, one quote that I heard, and I might not get it perfectly right, but it's the first thought you have of someone else you might think something and be like, why did I just think that? That's really rude. Uh That first thought is what society has taught you to think about. I call it conditioning. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that second you questioning that, or you, um, kind of talking back to it and being like, wait, what are you saying? No, I don't think this, this isn't true. That's really who you are. That's what your own like teaching or how you've grown up or anything like that is. Wow. And that's, I've been guilty of that. I've like judged someone or stereotyped someone based on an outer appearance. And I get mad at myself. I'm like, why am I doing that? This is rude. I'm not like this. This isn't me. Yeah. So it's really a matter of seeing that and realizing, no, it's not you. This is what society has told you to say, told you to think, and now move past it. Right. A lot of people can't move past that and they don't always realize what they're doing. Right. So if you were to say, like, what is beauty to you? How would you define beauty? To me, it's hearing someone speak about what they're passionate about. I want to know what you're passionate about. I want to know what gets you up to work hard. Is it fitness? Is it your job? Is it animals? What is it? Yeah. And what is your purpose? Mm. What do you want to do if you could do anything? And I don't mean if you win the lottery, what would you do? It's more than that how would you give back how would you what makes a difference what could you do that would make a difference right it's i'm just thinking about like the redefinition of beauty as a society Mm -hmm. would be so refreshing yes you know i mean i i look at the magazines and stores and just like everything's airbrushed and perfect and i even think about just building my own brand up with what i'm doing it's like there's this whole pressure to have look a certain way say the right things like we're just totally conditioned there's really like so one thing that I've um, kind of thought about and so one of the girls who competed at Miss USA, um, sh- her platform was all about being very upfront with everything. She didn't have, um, her photos weren't retouched. She was being real. She wasn't using filters or she did use filters. She said that she used, used it. filters, yeah. Um, she said when she had makeup on, when she didn't. So she wasn't trying to make it she was being upfront about it. She was being honest about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that when we're, we think that someone looks a certain way in magazines or on photos or anything and Photoshop can be so subtle and make such a big difference. Yeah. And that's huge. And one thing too, is that when you think of, so this podcast is cool because nobody knows what I look like. And if someone goes to look up, cool, they can look it up. But this is based on what you're hearing, where if you think of some of the social media platforms right now, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. It's about what you look like. Yeah. It's about the popularity of, did you post something that is pretty, is um, sometimes showing skin, sometimes like that's what you're looking at. Why are we so um, obsessed with that right? culture? Like, why is our culture so obsessed with that? That's a good question. <laughs> what's your, what's your th- thoughts on it? Um, I'd say it's because of how our youth grow up that that's where they get the validation from. Oh. And that we look for that kind of validation from someone else when we don't get it ourselves. I know there's been times where I've taken breaks from, especially Instagram, I find it. Um, And just, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with seeing all these pretty people and living great lives and all this. And I've actually started like unfollowing people on it because I want stuff that's going to make me happy and make me excited and make me happy for someone else. Mm -hmm. But if all I see is someone going on trips, that makes me sad or like angry almost at myself because I can't do that or I'm not doing that. Right. So it's really a matter of seeing what are you doing to yourself and how is it affecting you mentally and really taking that in and not just shrugging it off and not just 
oh, it's fine. It's just today. I'm just having a bad day. It's no, I think that some of these social media sites can be detrimental and it'll be interesting to see what happens in 15, 20 years Mm -hmm. and what the cause of all of this is, what Mm -hmm. it ends up to be. Absolutely. And you know, as you're speaking about it and you said it earlier on around, I think you said it when you were talking about some of your struggles that you've had and at the root of it, like just this kind of feeling of not being good enough. Mm -hmm. I might Mm -hmm. not be good enough. Yep. And I, and then you're talking now about as well, just that sort of conditioning. I think there's a real connection here. Yeah. Yeah. What that's been one of the probably phrases that has stuck with me the longest is I'm not good enough. I'm a failure anything like that along those lines. And even now that's hard for me to say, but I know that now. And as cheesy as it is, there are days that I say I am good enough. I am enough. Yeah. And not even good enough, just enough. And being enough is so powerful and it means so much. So, and that's the thing with pageants too, is that Different day, different judge, different winner. So that it doesn't always matter that just because the, whoever wins, sure, they won. They deserved it. If it was a different day, if there was a different judge, there may have been a different winner. It's what someone thinks of. Yeah. So that's a big thing that I've been trying to focus on as I've been going through this journey to compete is that if I don't win, I am still enough. Yeah. And it's a big change. I'm not doing it for validation. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm competing in this pageant. I'm doing it because I really care. And I want to share my message of breaking stereotypes and that you are enough, even if no one else has the same passions and the same hobbies as you do, that you are enough regardless of all of that. Oh, you're speaking to my soul. (laughs) I, you know, and I'm just so appreciating as you're talking about how, um, yeah, the beauty's within. It's not yes. external, and the validation that we all tend to look for outside of ourselves mm-hmm. so unconsciously at times, not even realizing it. I need them to like me. I need yeah. to look a certain way so that they'll approve. But what I'm hearing you say is the beauty is within. Yeah, yeah. It's reminding me of just a quick story. Yeah, I was, absolutely. I was at a actually my first yoga teacher training. Uh, which was like a month long training. Mm-hmm. And up to that point, I'd gone to a lot of uh, conferences and been involved in a lot of kind of, you know, those kind of leadership type things. And at every single one of them, I would always bring my guitar because uh, I didn't realize this at the time, but people loved the music. So mm-hmm. they'd be like, play, you're a musician, play guitar, play our favorite song. And instantly it was like, a, I was like popular, like yep. everybody liked the guitar player. So I, I caught on to this at one point And I thought for this yoga teacher training, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring my guitar out. I'm not even going to mention that I play guitar. And what was amazing is I went through a whole month without it. And man, was it challenging because that part of me that wanted the validation so badly was like, you need to play guitar, you need to play guitar. And so at the very end, like I think it was like day 28 or something, I, I brought out the guitar and played and I saw the reaction from the people. It was like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like mm-hmm. it was like, it was almost accelerated. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And I realized, wow, no wonder I've been doing this my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I just think about people that are like born in what the world deems naturally beautiful, you know, externally beautiful might be a similar equivalent where you're trying to navigate this space of like, who am I really inside versus what other people think of me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's triggering all this as you're speaking about it. Totally. Yeah. And, and just the acceptance that, I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm good enough. I don't need to prove anything with beauty, looks, skills, gifts. I, I'm good enough because yeah. I just, I am. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Absolutely. <laughs> like, yes, yes, <laughs> you're, yes. You're stirring me up here. <laughs> so Is excited. that you can be enough mm. regardless of what you do or what you have or what you want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. You are enough just being yourself. Yeah. And... If we can teach our youth that, that's what I think would be the strongest message we could show them is that they are enough. And to constantly reiterate that is, yes, that validation is great. We all love it, but you don't need it. And um, to think about like 
what you post or if there's certain things that get more likes. Like right now, um, Instagram for us has taken off the numbers of likes that you have. Really? Yeah. I love I it. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I love it. Um, it, I, someone else had mentioned like, what do you think of this? How do you like this side of it? I'm like, honestly, I love this. I don't care how many likes someone else has. I don't want to see how many thousands of likes they have. If they have a cool photo or if they're doing something that looks fun or <laughs> some food that looks good, or they have a message that's strong, I want to like it. Because I found myself, I wouldn't like something if someone had a lot of likes. Mm. I was going backwards with it. Mm, it was playing on that other yes. edge of yes. this whole conversation. It is. Sure. And so when they took that out, you can still look at it for yourself. Sure. But you really want to see, I don't know, I love that. To be able to look and to see it and to really feel who you are. I don't know. It, it gives you that idea of using social media in a way to actually share something and share messages without needing all that validation. Yeah, absolutely. It's like more giving than receiving, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Courtney, I could talk to you for hours <laughs> because this, this is a topic that I'm <clears throat> so interested in and really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, but I also want to honor our time here <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you for, for showing up so courageously and vulnerably and authentically mm -hmm. and sharing the story, especially today. I think a lot of people can relate to it. And, uh, I'm really excited for you to, to step into this next, um, step here with the pageant coming up <laughs> yeah. and, and going into it with the mindset that you've grown into and mm -hmm. have remembered about who you really are. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And if people want to check out the uh, Refractions of a Reality yep. group, yes, what would be the best handle to check out? Yeah, you can search up uh, Let Me Hear Your Roar. You can search up Refractions of a Reality. Um, those will both get you there. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. So what's your current roar? Let Me Hear Your Roar. <laughs> what is that? My current roar is just about being the authentic me in whatever I do between the pageants, between the engineering with the depression and accepting it and going to it. Wow. And here I was just going to do that Cardi B thing. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my roar. No. roar. Wow. No, I just beautiful answer to that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Well, thanks and, so much uh, for having me. Yeah. I look forward to having you back at some point. Absolutely. Too. Thank you everyone. <laughs> Go check out Courtney's work and we wish her luck on the upcoming pageant. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Wow. Well, I hope you're coming away from that conversation as inspired as I am. Courtney really, really reminded me that beauty is within us all and we are already good enough. We don't have anything to prove. We already are enough. Um, so keep that sentiment with you this week as you're moving through your day. And just remember that you already are enough. You already are enough. Let that be your affirmation this week. Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect. Let's Connect.